Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm not really too good at this podcasting thing, so you're going to have to bear with me. Like, my only source of equipment that I have right now is this iPad and I'm guessing the living room that I'm sleeping in. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was actually holding off on doing a second podcast because um, a lot of stuff happened with uh, professional wrestling. And for those who don't know, I I love professional wrestling. It was actually a very, very, very impressive moment in my life where I said to myself, you know what, this is definitely something I can get used to seeing. But as a kid growing up, I was, you know, poor black kid in Louisiana. We didn't always have access to cable television. And, you know, professional wrestling came on, like, the, the TBS Superstation, and um, I couldn't tell you where WWF came on because I didn't even know USA was a channel but the fact is is that like you know it was really hard to like watch professional wrestling like on a weekly basis because you know cable TV was really hard to get but um, you know because of professional wrestling I you know like one thing you learn about professional wrestling is that there's a lot of heartbreak in it you know, like very early, you know, uh, with the recent death of Shaq Gaspert, who um, who uh, died saving his son, which that's a very painful thought. You know, it's just like the man died a hero and that's uh, something that you can never take away from. him. He was a just he was just overall a decent he seemed like a decent person because a lot of people really, really like. You know, he he his death affected a lot of folks. So it's actually um very despairing to know. And it's like, you know, I personally, you know, uh you know, when I learned about it, I was watching the uh Owen Hart episode of The Dark Side of the Ring. And I can't tell you, it's uh it's it's intense. It was very intense. I was definitely not ready for that. I'm going to try my best to, like, um, maintain my composure here because I feel like I've cried enough or felt depressed enough. But this is the Professional Wrestling Podcast episode. Um, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Like I said, my my earliest memory of professional wrestling, or, or rather watching it, it was, um, I I want to say, the Owen, when Owen Hart died. And uh, they played a tribute video dedicated to him. And I just remember the song Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. And um, that song, like, you know, and I remember watching the video and it was like, everything really synced up well. And this is a nice video. I wonder who this person is. I was I was a child when um, when he died. So, you know, I, I didn't know who Owen Hart was. And I didn't know that his death would be like such a meaningful part of wrestling history until like way later in life. I didn't actually watch professional wrestling like on again and off again until like 2003 because once again, you know, uh, being a poor black kid from the South, you know, Louisiana, we didn't have cable television. So, you know, I couldn't really get that. It was, um, I had to say, it had to have been about like maybe um, 2003 during the brand split. That was like probably the first time. I actually was capable of watching uh, SmackDown because this was during the brand split. 
um, WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown were on like two different channels, and I could only like maybe watch one. I think I was watching SmackDown on uh, UPN for a while, and uh, watching and I would watch Raw on. I think WGN or something like that. I don't know. I forget the channel. But um yeah, professional but yeah, like um the thing that really got me about watching professional wrestling was that like um you know, people would be like, "Oh, you know it's fake, right?" And it's like, you know, like when I was a kid, real fights never really actually um they never really like stuck to me. They never really they never really got me that interested. Um, because like real fights they seem kinda they seem kinda boring. They seem kinda like, you know, basic or you know, simple. You know, like when you watch you know when you play fighting games and you watch martial arts films, you know, like you watch Jackie Chan, Robin Shu, Samuel Hung, uh, you know, like Jet Lee, Bruce Lee and you know, like all of these cool martial arts you know, things, you see stuff like that, like, watching two guys just wail on each other just seems kind of basic and normal, like, you know, you, you know, you see somebody do a front flip kick in Mortal Kombat, and it's like, you know, it, it's not, you know, it, like, after that, regularly, like, regularly, um, fighting, regular fighting just seemed kind of basic and simple, I'm like, you know, I would watch a real fight and be like, where's the flip? <laughs> Meanwhile, in professional wrestling, you know, like, there was a time where every wrestling match had a flip. And I was actually so enthralled by the athleticism of the flips and stuff that I would get bored off of a match that didn't have a flip. Which is weird because the first, the, probably the greatest match I think I've ever seen would have to be Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit at the Royal Rumble 2003. I hated that Royal Rumble because I, I think that was the one that Brock Lesnar won. And I was, I'm, I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar, like, in the slightest. But, like, you know, that match, um, you know, Benoit and Angle, that was the first time I think I actually saw a wrestling match. And I didn't care who was heel and who was face. It just, it just sort of felt like, it just felt, it felt like a wrestling match between two people who were trying to, you know, prove who was the better person. And that's definitely something that, you know, you didn't see a whole lot of back in the day. Or at least something I didn't see a lot of because I wasn't really watching wrestling back then. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the biggest thing about professional wrestling for me, the thing about professional wrestling that really kind of, you know, struck to me would have to be the fact that, um, uh, it didn't really seem like it had rules. It didn't really seem like it had a choice demographic. You know, you didn't have to be a certain height or a certain weight or a certain build to get in. Because, you know, like you had, you know, because you had like, you know, short guys like Rey Mysterio. You had tall guys like the Great Khali. You had fat guys like, um, and I don't want to say Big Show was fat, but he was not a little man. Um But like, you know, it, there was it didn't seem like, like, you know, because when you play basketball, you know. You you have to be tall. The requirement to play basketball is you have to be tall. I mean, I'm not saying that that is the only thing, but it's like the shortest basketball player I've ever seen was Muggsy Bugs, and I don't think that there was anybody. I don't really think that there was. I don't think there's anybody that's been his height in professional in uh, professional basketball since. Meanwhile, in like football, you have to be like <laughs> you got to be a walking wall. You know, you got to be like you got to be stocky. You know, you can't be 150 pounds playing football. 
Or if you are, I've never seen it. Meanwhile, professional wrestling, it just seemed like, you know, you could, it seemed like a place where you could relate, where you could find somebody who you relate to in professional wrestling. And I was this, I'm, I was short, I was a lot skinnier back then. <laughs> and, um, you know, so like I watched, you know, a lot of cruiserweights in wrestling. I also watched, um, you know, I went to, I watched TNA and I watched uh, the X Division. And it wasn't long before I realized, hey, I can do some of that stuff, you know. And that's how uh, that's how the interest became more than just an interest for me. Uh, professional wrestling eventually became a choice career option for me. The only problem was was that once again, you know, you live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know, you kind of don't really ha- like you live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. If you're broke, you really don't have a lot of options. It's not like I could just go to Texas whenever I wanted to. I uh, it's not like I could just make the money and become a wrestler as quickly as other folks could because. You know, um, I didn't have a car. And this was before, like, Uber and Lyft and Megabus and things like that. It was just simply, if you didn't have a car, you were just SOL, you know. And, um, you know, my friends who did have cars and had money and stuff like that, you know, they became wrestlers and stuff. Like, they became, like, local names. But I was, and you know, but I was kind of, like, you know, stuck out of the loop. So I found myself, you know, kind of going into a depression, trying my best to make money and, you know, get myself back on that. And one day I just gave up. I mean, and I just like said, you know what? Maybe I wasn't made. Maybe I wasn't built for that. Um, also, if y'all hear background music and stuff like that, just know that it's not. Just know that it's because I'm in a house. You know, it's not just me in a house. But yeah. um, but yeah, being a professional wrestling fan and wanting to become a wrestler was actually really difficult. And one day I just, one day I was just at work. I said to myself, you know what? Um, You know, there could be a wrestling school nearby. Just check it out and see. And that's when I heard about Booker T's Professional Wrestling Alliance. Um, Booker T's Professional Wrestling Alliance. I remember hearing about that like a long time ago. Like I remember I was just looking up what Funaki was up to and they showed a picture of him like going to PWA and uh PWA was um PWA was Booker T's company and I'm like, Whoa, what? That's that's cool, you know? I checked that out totally. If it you know, wasn't in Texas and within like reasonable walking distance, because I walked everywhere. But uh yeah. But, uh, like, the thing was, is that, like, around the time that I learned about PWA, I learned about, you know, this was during the time where a lot of wrestlers were starting their wrestling schools, and it was, like, temporary. Like, like uh, it, it seemed like it would kind of just show up, and then you wouldn't hear about it anymore. So, I was sort of, like, nervous, or rather, I was kind of, like, not, I wasn't really, like, sketchy or anything like that. It was just seemed like, you know... It just seemed like, you know, uh, I was just waiting. I'm like, you know, give it about a year and check in and see what's going on. And then about a year afterwards or so, PWA, you know, you know, it became reality of wrestling. But like, I didn't know that it became reality of wrestling. I didn't think I thought reality of wrestling was just a show, not a school. So I went. So I thought, oh, snap. Well, maybe PWA is not a maybe it's not a school anymore. It's just a show. In order for me to be a part of it, I have to already have training, yada, yada, yada. And then one day, I'm just at work, and I say, you know what? Call them. 
call them up and just see how that goes. Worst case scenario, nobody's available, nothing, nobody's available. You know, I could, I could just say I tried. And I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to call. I called and I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, I'm going to get either an answer machine or a Tina at the front desk or something. And, you know, I call up the company, it's Charmel, and I'm like, okay, wow, I did not think that it was going to be this soon that I was going to be talking to the first lady of the business, but, you know, it, it's like, it's like, um, you know, like, this is the equivalent of, like, you know, calling up a phone number off of Barack Obama's website and getting Michelle, you know, it's just like, wh what do I say now? But, you know, I was cordial, I was respectful, and, uh... You know, um, I learned that Reality of Wrestling was also a school. I learned that, you know, the business was still around. I learned that it was still a thing and, you know, still a big show and things like that. And um, I want to say, and that was what eventually sparked me to want to get trained over there. So um, that's what initially got me wanting to, like, uh, train and stuff. And thankfully, no better time than that because not too long after that phone call, I got fired from that job. Um, and I found myself kind of just saying, you know what, now's as good a time as any for me to, you know, spread my wings and fly wherever I may go. And the first option was to go to California. Then I found myself going to Georgia. Then I found myself finally going to Texas and getting trained and trying my best to get the hang of just being in Texas. Then COVID hits <laughs> and I'm back here in Georgia. I really... I really turned this about me and I can't stand it. But um yeah, that but like that's basically my experience when it comes to professional wrestling. The entire time, just just a little just a little upkeep here, but the entire time all that stuff was happening, I was watching professional wrestling. I was watching reality of wrestling. I was I had I was trying to keep up with like multiple companies and stuff like that and needless to say, I mean, I was interested but I also knew that I didn't have any money to actually get trained. And I will say this, Reality of Wrestling is easily one of the better companies that I, you know, became a part of because it's affordable. You know, it's like the they're very understanding people. They're cool. You know, you get a chance to actually be like, I can't tell you how many times I met Charmel. Like, I don't expect her to remember me, but, you know, I, I'm, you know, I met her. You know, I, I don't I don't expect Booker T to remember me, but I remember him also. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff that sort of went along with, you know, liking this stuff. You know, you get a chance to be in the presence of kings and queens, and um, is actually, you know, it's actually like really cool. But yeah, professional wrestling, that's definitely a fascination of mine. It's always sort of been that way because there's so much more than what you see. And, um, you know, but yeah, this is just, just a little intro of another aspect of who I am. Uh, I love professional wrestling, uh, but I don't love professional wrestling to a point where I'm just going to sit back and watch it. I love it enough to actually want to get my over 30 year old behind off this couch and do it. So here's a hope and I get in DDP style, baby. Let's go.